In the early days of growing my email list, I didn't really understand my email metrics and how they should be guiding my strategy. Now, I do understand that now, and over the last few years, it has been guiding. So I didn't need my consultant to tell me to look at the metrics. However, he did remind me of just how important those metrics are and how I can dive even deeper into them to get the answers I needed to help me decide on the strategies I want to use. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. One that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible. One that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Welcome back to another episode of Online Marketing Made Easy. I'm Amy Porterfield, your host. And today I want to start by asking you a question. Have you ever felt stuck in your ways? And I'm talking about marketing strategies here. We're going right to the business stuff. Have you ever felt stuck in your marketing strategies? Like things aren't really working as planned, but you're not really sure what to do and you're kind of scared to change things up. Like things aren't working, but you're not sure why they're not working. So just continuing to change from strategy to strategy doesn't seem like the answer either. So you just kind of feel paralyzed. Like, okay, I might be struggling a little bit, but I'm making a little bit of traction. So if I change things now, what if it really doesn't work and I go backwards? I think that's a very normal feeling to have. You want to try new things, but you're really nervous about breaking things in your business. But then you also have that brave voice. It's usually a whisper urging you to try something new because you want to go to the next level. You know that you're made for more. So that voice is there, that courage is there, but it's it's just a whisper. But that whisper reminds us that we do have what it takes to be bold and to try new things. And 
learn from every step forward, even the missteps. And we also know it's important to tune into that brave voice as much as possible. And if anything, give it equal airtime to help push your business to a new level. So if you're going to worry about what's working or not working, you also need to give equal airtime and be brave and try some new things to get to the new level. So it's all about reminding ourselves every day that if this doesn't pan out, it isn't personal failure. I did a whole episode called No Wrong Turns. There are no wrong turns. It's just giving us information to tweak, pivot, do something different. Now, this isn't always an easy mindset shift, but it's an important one that I really have been focusing on. This year, especially, I've been focusing on it. I've been strengthening my belief in my ability to try new things, even if I'm not sure they're going to work. Now, if I can make this belief a little bit stronger than the fear I have of breaking things or going backwards, I know that I could have mind-blowing results. In fact, 2023 was our best year yet. And I think part of that is because I told myself that I was going to try new things. And if that new thing I tried didn't work out as planned, that I only had to make a pivot or a tweak and it could absolutely start to work, meaning I didn't have to start over. It didn't mean that I wasn't smart enough or good enough or relevant enough. It just meant that I'm a little bit closer to figuring out how to really lock it in. So I just really had to work on my mindset around trying new things and course correcting when needed. Now, part of this journey has been about setting my ego aside and asking for help and understanding that not every new idea I have will be a home run. And that's okay. That's how I live, learn, grow, all of that. One way I did this recently, and I've already talked about this on the show, is I hired a consultant to elevate the health of my email list. Now, this was a significant investment in my business, but absolutely worth it. So I'm a firm believer in the power of consultants and coaches, especially when you have a strong strategy in place, but you need focused guidance on a specific area or a goal. That's when I think the money is really worth spending. Like I'm hiring this coach or I'm buying this course to solve this problem. That's when it really can be powerful. So this consultant that I hired, he helped me step outside of my perspective to see my brand as my students and my community do. And this made sure that my vision for the future wasn't clouded or held back by focusing only on what had worked in the past, which there's no growth there, right? And I have to confess something that this consultant really helped me see. In the early days of growing my email list, I didn't really understand my email metrics and how they should be guiding my strategy. Now, I do understand that now and over the last few years, it has been guiding. So I didn't need my consultant to tell me to look at the metrics. However, he did remind me of just how important those metrics are and how I can dive even deeper into them to get the answers I needed to help me decide on the strategies I want to use. But in the early, early days, I never even looked at the metrics. So it's so important to really understand the big picture of your email list. So today, I'm not just talking about the theory behind growing a company or the mindset of an entrepreneur. 
I'm pulling back the curtain on three real-time strategies that I'm experimenting with in my marketing team to grow my email list. My hope is that these strategies inspire you to enter the new year with a renewed focus on list growth. It's never too late because a strong email list doesn't just mean more subscribers, it absolutely translates into more revenue and a stronger business. And yes, this episode is a bit different than what I usually share. I typically like to have all the facts sorted out before I present them to you, but this time I'm taking you along the journey with me, showing you the raw, real process of implementing and testing new strategies because these strategies, I'm doing them now. It's not like I've been doing them for years, so you're kind of getting the beginning stages of them. Now remember, Getting brave and testing new approaches is one of the best things you can do for your business's growth. I mean, how many times have I said DSD, do something different to you? I've said that to you this year many times, right? DSD. Well, I'm taking a dose of my own medicine. I'm DSDing my way into a stronger email list and I'm gonna take you with me. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get to it. So let's get started right away today with the first new email marketing strategy I'm in the process of implementing, and that is optimizing what I've already created in my business with a focus on list growth. The two main assets I'm doing this with include my podcast and website. So using my podcast and website for list growth isn't entirely new, but the approach I'm taking right now has changed significantly. So let's start with my podcast. If you've been tuning in for a while, you've likely noticed I've always had a strategy to invite you to join my email list based on a valuable exchange. I typically do this by having a call to action to download a free resource related to the content of a single episode. So you would get something like a guide or a checklist or a cheat sheet that helps you get into action with a goal that you're working on. In exchange, I would get your email address so that you are now subscribed to my list and I'm going to send lots of value your way. But here's what I've learned recently and what the consultant I hired helped me see. And that is when I offer a one-off free resource for a single episode here or there, it doesn't offer enough ways for my listeners to join my email list or get the free resources that will help them. Additionally, when I have a different free resource for various episodes, it's hard to see continuous data that can guide future list growth strategies. This means I'm missing out on knowing which resources are most compelling and helpful to my audience. So I'm testing spotlighting one lead magnet across all my episodes. I do this using a dynamic ad insertion tool that's offered by my podcast hosting platform, Libsyn. So this change from episode-specific resources to a uniform resource on all episodes has been working pretty well so far. And what's even more exciting is that over time, this will give me a wealth of data. I'll be able to see which resource resonates most helping me better understand listener preferences. So this way, if I see a big spike in new listeners on the podcast, I can be smart in serving them a lead magnet that I know performs well and is useful to them. I'm using a similar strategy on my website. So a big part of 2024 for me will be spent on a website redesign, 
hallelujah. You probably won't really see it till 2025. I know that sounds wild, but we're starting to work on a new website in 2024 and we're migrating to show it. As of today, that is the plan. We haven't started yet, but we're migrating to show it from WordPress to show it. So this website will be geared towards creating a user experience that guides visitors to the perfect resource tailored to their business stage at the perfect time. So testing different resources now means I could start gathering data to inform this website project. And on my website, I'm doing this with pop-ups and headers. So let's take, for example, my about page. When someone visits that page, I envision them as being in the early stages of the journey with me, just getting to know who I am and what I do. They're probably at the beginning of building their business too. So with that in mind, I've carefully considered who my ideal customer avatar is for that particular page and what they may need and want. So right now, if you happen to land on my about page, you'll find a pop-up box that says, want to know how I'd build my business if I were starting from scratch? And when the visitor enters their email address, I send them my podcast episode number 251, which is all about that very topic. So this visitor is now on my email list where I can nurture them through my weekly emails. They also just got a valuable resource tailored to the goals I imagine they're working on in the moment. But it doesn't stop there. I've done this for every page you can get to from the upper navigation menu on my site. Each pop-up message considers the type of person who might visit the page and what resource would serve them best in pursuing their main goal. This isn't just about catching my visitor's eye. It's about understanding what they're looking for on each section of my website. Now, I'm not always going to get it right. Someone might visit my about page and they might be four years into their business and not just starting out. But the majority of people who find me for the first time and go to my about page are just considering starting an online business. So I'm going to bank on the bulk of my ideal customer audience. Now, over time, I'll be able to see which resources are driving the most downloads on each of those pages all setting me up to serve my audience better in the future. And the beauty of this strategy on both my podcast and website is that it's organic. This means if you want to try something similar, no additional ad spend is needed to get into action right away. Now, before we move on to strategy number two, I wanna note something here, and that is for this to work effectively, If you do have a podcast, you need to have a solid base of podcast downloads and website visitors already. And if you aren't seeing a lot of people just yet, don't you worry. I've got you covered in episode 462. It's called Eight Simple But Powerful Strategies That I've Used to Hit 1 Million Podcast Downloads. So it's episode 462. I'll link to it in the show notes or just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 462. Also, I'm excited to share that I have an upcoming episode that will go even deeper into this strategy I just talked about. It's designed to break everything down into bite-sized step-by-step actions, making it very actionable for you. So keep coming back to the podcast because what I just shared with you, I'm gonna get into step-by-step detail in an upcoming episode. All right, so let's dive into strategy number two, reframing my newsletter as a VIP exclusive experience for my subscribers. 
So for over a decade, my weekly newsletter has been a consistent touch point for my community. It's where I've shared my latest podcast episodes, courses, and other offers. But here's the thing. When I step back, and with a little outside perspective from that consultant I've been working with, I realized something. This approach, as effective as it's been, is something a lot of people are doing. And let's face it, our inboxes are overflowing with content, which can lead to our messaging getting lost in the shuffle. So this was a wake-up call for me to revamp the direction of my newsletter. Now, this is new. This is something that we've flirted with a little bit, but hasn't been fully rolled out, which is not usually my style. I tend to not share things with you until I've use them. They're battle tested and I could report the good, bad, and ugly. So I'm breaking my rule just here a little bit, but I thought you'd find this interesting. So in 2024, I'm going to experiment by focusing on a new strategy, essentially offering subscribers a VIP experience where they get firsthand behind the scenes glimpses of my personal and professional life. The kind of juicy stuff I don't always share publicly. So while the primary goal of my newsletter will remain the same in 2024 to inform my subscribers about my podcast and other valuable resources, I'm now going to also be taking my subscribers on a journey through the power of storytelling. I'm thinking this shift looks like I'm writing to a friend and I'm just giving her a glimpse into my world. So this approach has been significantly inspired by Donald Miller's story brand framework. For those unfamiliar, StoryBrand is a method that positions your audience as the hero of a story and you as their guide. So this approach helps create a clear, engaging narrative where your content deeply resonates with your audience because you've made them the central character of your communication. I recently did a podcast episode about sales page copy, and I talked a lot about StoryBrand. So it was just a few episodes back. So Here are some questions my marketing team and I are spending time researching to bring the story brand approach into my newsletter in 2024. I encourage you to get out a piece of paper or open the notes app on your phone and jot these down. I'm going to present the story brand framework and questions here in a way that you can answer them later if you're thinking of doing a newsletter rebrand. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. 
Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. First up, sit down to identify the hero's journey. In your newsletter, your reader is the hero. Start by understanding their desires, struggles, and goals. What are they trying to achieve? What obstacles do they face? Next, look at how you could present yourself as the guide. This is someone who has overcome the hero's current challenges and is now equipped to help them. So look for ways to share your personal experience through a story from your life. This story should be related to the subscriber's desires and struggles that you identified in the first question and will help you establish trust, empathy, and authority. Next, brainstorm how to outline a path forward. As the guide, your role is to provide a clear plan that helps the hero, who is your subscriber, overcome their challenges. This can be through insights, advice, or actionable steps from your own experiences. Then ask yourself how you can create a stakes-driven narrative. This is about highlighting what's at stake if the subscriber doesn't act. This could be missing out on important opportunities or continuing to struggle with a problem. And it can be helpful here to tell a story about a time you didn't act in a similar situation and how you wish you had in order to achieve your goals. Now, after that, look for ways to celebrate success in your newsletter. Whether it's your own success or that of other people who have followed a similar path, this not only inspires your subscribers, but also helps them visualize what success looks like. And then lastly, look for ways to invite feedback and interaction. So how can you engage your readers by asking for their stories, their challenges, and their successes? This makes your newsletter interactive and further personalizes the journey. Now, if you do add an element of feedback into your newsletter, just make sure that you have the time and bandwidth to respond to subscribers who hit reply. If you're at the beginning of your subscriber journey, this section is especially for you. I remember when I had less than 100 subscribers on my email list, I did this all the time because I had the time to reply to each person. Some of these early communications were so valuable to understanding who my audience was can't really do it now, but back in the day, it was such a great scrappy strategy to ask people to respond and then you engage with them. 
So I know I just covered a lot, but I hope this breaks things down and helps you to kind of understand how I'm using StoryBrand in my newsletter. Now, you must, must, must grab the book. If you don't know StoryBrand, go to Amazon, grab this book. It is so incredibly inspiring. But also, Donald Miller, who created StoryBrand, he's been on my podcast a couple times, and I interviewed him in episode 236, How to Clarify Your Message, and then episode 556, How to Take Your Small Business to Multi-Million Dollar Success. Both episodes are really, really good. I'll link to them in the show notes. Now, if you know me, you know getting deeply personal is not my favorite thing to do online. Like, I'm not an oversharer on social media. So as I start to use StoryBrand more in 2024, I know I'll be stepping out of my comfort zone. So to get used to doing this, I'm taking baby steps and slowly shifting to a more personal approach. I've done this by adding a section at the bottom of my newsletter. It's called Entrepreneurial Bites. Now in this space, I'm sharing things I've never shared before. Like, it's very weird. I know it's things like my favorite Ugg slippers that I wear every day working from home or personal tidbits in my life or my favorite skincare. It's kind of weird, I know. And at first when my team encouraged me to do it, I'm like, what? But it's kind of fun to go behind the scenes of someone that you're learning from and getting to know even more. And listen, I love when someone makes a great recommendation. So I've just leaned into it. We'll see. I might abandon this strategy six months in if it's not working. And if I do, I'll tell you about it on the podcast. So keep coming back. But I have to try new things. I've been around for 15 years and I can't keep doing the same thing. And I want to point something out. I've said this so many times that I don't want to keep like, I feel like I'm bragging about it and I don't like that. But I tell you this for a reason. I just had my best year yet in 2023. And here I am telling you, I'm trying these new strategies. I could just say, you know, 2023 is my best year yet. So we're going to do everything identical to what we did. But I've been around long enough to know that what worked for me at one point won't always work. And I really do need to evolve. And just because I had a great year doesn't mean everything's working in my business. My email list is really big, but I want it to be more engaged. And so because of that, I've got to learn some new strategies and everything I learn, I teach. And so even if things are going well for you, that doesn't mean we can rest on our laurels and just say, I'm just going to keep doing that. Now, there's a time and place for that work, let's double down. But even when I double down on something, I still try to improve. So that's where this is coming from for me. So if your newsletter's been following the same pattern for some time, maybe it's worth taking a step back to assess how you can shake things up. Ask yourself, what does your current content say about your brand? How can you infuse it with exclusives that can't be found on your blog, podcast, or social media? Aim to create content for your subscribers that they can't wait to open and they can't get anywhere else. And they're going to feel like they're opening an email from a close friend. I'll keep you updated on how this shift goes. Like I said, if I change it up, I'll let you know why. However, I'm all about trying some new things. So speaking of that, let's jump into our final strategy, number three. This one is all about understanding and re-engaging my unengaged newsletter subscribers. To understand my subscribers and how I'm serving those who open all of my emails versus those who don't, I took a deep dive into my audience's behavior. 
After hours of analyzing data with my consultant and my marketing team, we landed on considering someone unengaged starting at the 120-day mark. So if a subscriber hasn't opened an email or interacted with our content in 120 days, we flag them as unengaged. However, we don't take them off the email list. We are just aware that they are unengaged. And truth be told, we want to help them avoid ever getting there. So we've put this plan in place to kick off a sequence when someone hasn't engaged with us for 90 days. This campaign features five tailored emails, all designed with a blend of urgency and a ton of value, aiming to reignite that spark in my subscriber and keeping them from becoming unengaged. Now, the goal is to remind them how my content can fuel their dreams and get them back into action. I also want them to remember that, oh yeah, Amy's emails offer so much value. I need to get back in the routine of checking them out. Now, if you're wondering, Amy, how do you manage to create additional content on top of your weekly newsletters? Well, my friend, that's the magic of working smarter, not harder. And I've mastered the art of content repurposing. And here's how you can do that too. So in my value add emails for this campaign I just talked about, I recycle my highest performing content. I reuse subject lines that have historically been high open rates, and I feature my most popular podcast and free resources. So I did not create anything new for this five tailored email sequence campaign to get people re-engaged. I want to get really specific about the strategy today so you can think of ways to tailor this approach for your audience in the future. So let's break down every email in this sequence before moving on. The first email I send out has a subject line that reads, action required, or you'll fall off my list. That's the subject line. So the goal of this email is to create a little urgency so the subscriber opens the email and then I let them know that if they're still interested in growing their business, they should definitely check out a few of my community favorite podcast episodes. And then next, email number two, it's sent with a subject line that reads, free download, my project plan template. The goal here is to offer huge value that's available for the subscriber to download with just the click of a button, no opting in. And then, because they're already on my list, right? Email number three is up next and has a subject line that reads, this could be one of our last interactions. The goal here is to create urgency Its message is meant to remind a subscriber why they don't want to lose contact with my resources or newsletter. The copy also adds a sprinkle of motivation to show them that I believe they have what it takes to achieve their goals. Now, next up, email number four, and I use a subject line that reads, delivery, my lead magnet launch checklist inside. Email number four has the same goal as email number two, to offer huge value that's easily downloaded with the click of a button and that will get a subscriber quick and meaningful results if they take action. In turn, reminding them of how much value my emails offer. And then last, email number five, the subject line reads, you're about to be removed from my list. The goal of this last email is to catch the subscriber's eye in a crowded inbox and to create a reminder that they need to take action to keep getting my emails. 
So something important to keep in mind if you're thinking of setting this campaign up in your business, and it's that the sequence isn't just about re-engagement. It's about giving control back to the subscribers and what enters their inboxes. So in each of these emails, I include a gentle reminder that they have the power to customize their experience. I offer them a link to a landing page where they can opt out of promotional emails, but keep my newsletter or opt out of all emails except customer service ones. It's all about respecting their choices while keeping the door open for engagement. Even in my urgency-driven emails, like in that campaign, I always add a personal touch with a PS that offers free resources. So this includes things like my most popular podcast episodes and downloadable guides. So even in like that first email that I told you in the sequence, it's just urgency-driven, like you're gonna fall off my list, I still in the PS give them a free resource. A mantra that I believe every email marketer should live by is that whenever you infuse urgency into your emails, it's essential to pair it with value. So it's all about striking that perfect balance, motivating your audience to take action while at the same time providing them with something genuinely helpful. I don't just love urgency for urgency's sake. I want them to open. I want them to take action quickly, but I also want to offer value. Now, If a subscriber shows no engagement with a 90-day sequence, I shift gears. Subscribers then enter my 120-day sequence, like I mentioned, that means they are deemed unengaged, but they're still receiving emails biweekly. So this sequence is specifically curated with my top performing emails, showcasing the best of what being a subscriber on my list offers and hoping to catch a few of those subscribers eventually. I'd rather give them the opportunity to engage with us than just drop them from my email list altogether. But I'm well aware they're in that window and I pay attention to that. Now, before diving deeper, I wanna remind you that this is a new experiment for me. This 120-day sequence stretches over six months and I'm closely monitoring its impact. So I've got a 90-day sequence and then this 120-day sequence and I'm monitoring it now. The big question for me is if retaining unengaged subscribers for this long affects my email health and open rates. I'm keeping a close eye on this because honestly, I'm curious. I'm not sure what I'll find out. It's all about the data. And this test will guide my decision-making process regarding whether I keep the strategy or not. And of course, if I don't, you're going to hear why. So keep listening to the podcast. So in this 120-day sequence, I've compiled my best emails into a series of 10 that will go out in like a span of six months. Now, if you're thinking something like, Amy, isn't sending a lot of emails to disinterested subscribers a bit excessive? I totally understand where you're coming from. However, my experience has shown that the key to email engagement is providing multiple opportunities for interaction. So as marketers, if we don't reach out, our subscribers simply won't reconnect. Let's take my email marketing strategy for my course, Digital Course Academy, as an example. During a launch, my email engagement numbers, things like open and click-through rates, soar. This is because I'm in constant communication, sometimes even multiple times a day with my subscribers. It's a stark contrast to just the weekly emails they're used to seeing, but the reality is that the more emails I send, the higher the chance one will spark their interest. And remember, 
If you spent the majority of the year building trust and delivering value, your audience will be more receptive during those high frequency periods like launches. If you've ever been in a program with me, you know I encourage email during a launch more than you're comfortable with. It will make a difference in the bottom line. So that's why I feel comfortable sending more emails to subscribers who I've technically deemed as unengaged. And these emails feature compelling subject lines like, quote, how to monetize your Instagram without changing your content strategy. Things I know my audience really wants. These topics aren't just random. They're based on my most popular podcast and my most popular free resources. It's all about giving subscribers easy access to valuable information they've shown interest in before. Now, I hope this sparks you to think, ooh, I need to know what's working in my business. I need to look at the data. You do, my friend. And going back to my unengaged list, you never know, maybe a specific headline will speak to them where they are at right now, and they'll end up opening the email after not engaging for over 120 days. I think it's worth a try. I'm optimistic about these re-engagement strategies. I've already dabbled with them, so they're not brand new. It's not like I haven't tried them. I just haven't done them long enough to tell you exactly what worked and what didn't. But I'm feeling very optimistic. They're happening now. They're gonna be ramped up in 2024 by the time you hear this episode. So stick around. I'll keep you in the loop as to what worked and what didn't and what I'm shifting. And together, we can grow a really, engaged community. All right, my sweet friend, we did it. Those are the three main email strategies I'm testing to help shake things up and focus on list growth in 2024. And I hope you can see how this testing is all about looking ahead with a future-oriented mindset that's driven by past data. I can't reiterate enough that data is the key to experimentation. So get a solid understanding of your email list numbers so that you can start experimenting and really tracking what's working and what's not. This will provide so much comfort and space for testing new strategies in your business as you grow. All right, I'll keep you updated on my progress as I keep testing and finding what works when it comes to list growth and engagement. So keep checking back because I'll give you the behind the scenes data of all the details I just shared. All right, my friend, I'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye for now. 